Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, the handsome one, Mike Dunn, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Mike. Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, here with my man, the handsome one, Mike Dunn. What's up? I'm 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 good, man. I'm good. You know, living life, living life, being handsome, shooting jumpers, teaching it. You know how it goes. Oh yeah, I love that, man. I mean, you know, back in the day when when I was playing ball, they they used to call me sniper, um, and. <laughs> The crazy thing about it is my man, Ryan, R2B ball, when I used to tell him that, he threw it on a shirt. Now he's making money off of my name. <laughs> how about that? That's how it works, man. No, I, no idea is original. Yeah. Remember that. No yeah, idea he might, is original. He might have a, a shirt coming out that says my jumper is part of the nastiest one or the handsomest one or something along the lines of that. And he might take your name. Hey, it's impossible. It's actually impossible. He won't be able to do that. <laughs> So, hey, man, um, let's get right into it. Um, the last time we talked, you know, you were doing a little bit of as a, you were you were becoming you were you are a shooting coach back then. Right. Um, right. But you didn't blow up like you have. Like as of lately, you've partnered up with Dr. Dish, um, you know, your social media, you know, as you know, I follow you. Um, you're doing your your camps are all over the East Coast. Yep. Um, and it, that's great, man. That's beautiful. This summer has been truly, truly, it's gotta be super positive, a blessing and a crazy roller coaster of a ride. Um, so can you elaborate on that? Yeah, man. I was actually talking to, um, Dorian Lee today. I don't know if you know Dorian. Yeah. Uh, B-Ball 101. <laughs> yes. And, uh, awesome guy. And I get to talk to him a lot, but we, uh, we, uh, we actually talked about that really briefly and um, it's kind of crazy how everything's starting to come together for me, but at the same time, I think it kind of falls in line with if ever you have, if ever you have a vision or a certain goal on, on where you ultimately want to end up, um, you're going to have things come your way that maybe necessarily don't line up with it, but they look really good at the time. And right. I had, you know, a bunch of things come up, whether that be partnering with other people or working other places. And I just stuck to what I set out to do when I first began this. And now it's all starting to come into fruition. So it, it feels it feels really good. And I think it's just one of those lessons that, you know, if you if you truly believe in what you're you're out to accomplish and you put the necessary work behind it, um, 
it's definitely possible. Man, that's that's great. Are you like the next uh, Dave Hoppe? <laughs> Shout out to Dave Hoppe, by the way. I've been trying well, to get him on my podcast. Well, he's you know what's really funny about that man. I saw Dave Hoppe when I was a kid, and me too. I still, wa- I still watch his videos to this day because I, I just watch him shoot because I think there's stuff to be learned by watching him. But um, I saw him as a kid, uh, thought he was phenomenal, and. I, I don't know if I've ever told anybody that. I know one of my one, one of my really good friends knows this, but right before I even started my like the Instagram page and all that kind of stuff, I I actually reached out to him via email, <clears throat> and he got back to me and with one of the most encouraging emails I've ever gotten back from somebody, and um, it was really you know it really kind of you know gave me the kick in the butt I needed in order to get everything started. So I have a great appreciation for him. I do too. I mean, uh, a few of me, me and my friends, um, I went twice. I played in an ABCD camp for um, like an Adidas circuit. I got invited to it, went to it. And Dave had been there two years in a row, but that first year me going in, um, from a sophomore to a junior year in the summer and then my junior year into my senior year, like he really, really actually helped me fall in love with basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Watching an older gentleman shoot the way he did. And, but not only that, it was, it was the passion and the wording that he brought out in life. Absolutely great presentation. Yeah. And, and from, that moment because I was already a a good shooter I wasn't I wouldn't call myself a lockdown shooter but from that moment I was like I'm all in I am literally all in and I was and then as like I said that summer going in to the next season of my junior year is when my brothers and and his friends because my brother played uh he was playing uh, juco ball out here in San Diego and couple of the guys were from New York and they all, they all had nicknames and they would come watch me play. And that that's where my name came out as sniper. That's all. Awesome, and man. so, yeah. And you know, these are guys from Harlem, Rutgers park, all that, you know, they're over here uh, giving each other names and this and that. And it was really cool. And then going again, the, the following summer and seeing Dave again, I was just like, I was all in. He was like, man, we're having shooting class at five 30 man, there's 300 kids in this camp <laughs> and there was probably only 20 of us there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I was, sure. you know, it's, you know, what's really crazy about that story is I went to a Shippensburg basketball camp as a kid and I saw this guy come, his name was Steve Castle, Steve Castlebear, I believe who was a scout for the Sonics. Okay. But, but he would, he would do these shooting demonstrations as well. And I was in like sixth or seventh grade. It was like my first camp that I went to. And, uh, how you said that like is how you kind of really fell in love with it um he did the same thing for me man and i think it just kind of it, it just goes to show like i don't i think people that need to understand that if, if you have a if you have any type of platform you have the ability to change the course of a way a kid thinks about the game of basketball you know what i mean yeah like, it, it's just kind of crazy on how i mean he, there's no way he knows that he influenced me to that regard you know but, you know but i, I still remember to this day yeah and and, and it's funny because i try to instill those same values into my own son because yeah. he he loves to shoot he's he um 
He's a decent dribbler. He'll he'll attack. He'll bump. You know, he's 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 not scared to hit because he he'll initiate contact as he's dribbling down into the lane. I always I, I always preach to him hunt the paint, and then yeah. he'll kick. He's not very much of a I'm gonna go up. Got a little hang time. He's gonna kick it, but he he does love shooting. So I always try to instill little values like form shooting. Man, yeah. that kid will roll his eyes. Head will go down. Head will go up to the sky looking at God like, why is this dude making me do form shots? But I'm like, man, <laughs> this is so important. And if he hits the rim, well, oh, that don't count. It's got to be on that. <laughs> well, he, uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't like working with me then because I'm, I'm moving more and more towards – forget just form shooting at a hoop. I mean, I, I'm moving so far away from the hoop in general just working on – just working on form and taking away, I think kids kids um, judge themselves so much on makes and misses. Yes, absolutely. And when we're trying, yeah, and when we're trying to implement changes to shots and have them understand things that are going through, I like taking them away from the hoop because it takes away that self-imposed judgment of, oh, I missed a shot, this isn't working, or, oh, I made a shot, so my old way is working. And instead, we just can strictly focus on whatever it is we need to focus on. So there's times where there's, there's a half hour, we don't shoot one, one ball at a hoop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're just working on the technique, such, such different techniques. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and, but I, I feel like it just instills these habits in them where they're not focused on makes and misses. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I used to do the same thing. I would, I used to lay down in yeah. uh, on the floor and grab a basketball and just shoot. I'm laying literally on my back and shooting the ball. My dad used to make me do that. And he used to tell me when you shoot it, it should come right back to your forehead. Right. And there was times it would literally, you know, go and hit something. Cause I shot it wrong or, or come towards my stomach. He was like, it's gotta go straight up and down right towards your forehead. And right. I remember right. doing that for gosh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes just doing that. But I mean, I, but I bought into it. I bought into that system of this is what you got to do in order to be an elite shooter. I mean, I was very, very, very uh, just – I thought I was the man. I used to tell people all the time, <laughs> I got a pretty jump shot. My jump shot's wet. <laughs> so, I, always, I yeah, I always tell my son, you got to go in every shot. I don't care if you miss 12 in a row. You always got to think swoosh. You can never think anything negative. For sure. For sure. But, you know, what do you, what do you think um, are three – important values or three important things a, a player needs to be successful in basketball? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think the mindset is, is super critical. I mean, I think, you know, the mindset, and, but that, I mean, that can, that can, that, that can involve so many things, but I think just understanding that nothing's going to happen overnight. You're, you have to, you have to be willing to put in the investment and the work that you do on day one may not show itself till day 60. You yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that skill doesn't really show itself, but after you, but you, you've had to work on it for 59 days until it, it really you started reaping the reward. So I think understanding that, um, I think that's that's a huge thing. Um, I think listen, you know, I think listening is. I mean, obviously that's that's the skill part, but then the listening aspect, taking information in, being able to take it in and then apply it, I think is huge. 
And I think last, man, I, I and I, I think this is kind of overlooked, but I think you just have to love it and have fun with it. And I think you can be successful with it. You do those three things, I think you're going to be you're going to be golden at the end of the day. Ooh, I like that. And I especially like the fact that you got to buy in and, and have fun with it, kind of like oh. you did with shooting, kind of like how I did with shooting. Like, I mean, there's guys out there that I remember had the craziest handles, and I hated guarding them because I knew I was getting shook, but it was that's what they worked on them the whole time. Right. They love dribbling right. the rock, you know. So yeah, I like that. Um, you know, with with the whole shooting aspect of it and how you and how you became such a lockdown shooter, um, how how's that going on with Dr. Dish? Can you elaborate on them and and, and your collaboration with those guys? Because I just got a Dr. Dish for my son and I had told him, let's give it six months. So by the beginning of the year we should see a big, uh, like, that's when we should start seeing our progression. Yeah, man. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a really cool way um, to get up more and more and more reps. And obviously, I mean, it's, it's a large part of shooting, being able to, to get up good quality reps. And it kind, of, it kind of shrinks the amount of time that would normally, it would normally take to do that kind of stuff. So you're able to work on even more stuff. Um, and they're great, man. All those guys that work at that company, I got to see it firsthand up close when I went out to Minnesota a few times to visit. I mean, those guys eat, sleep, basketball. That's it. Like, they're just out there, and they're, they're, they're really about trying to get people better and getting people to buy into the work that needs to be put in. So they're, they're, they're a cool company, man, and they're just growing and growing and growing, and it's, it's really cool to be a part of. Yeah. Now – Becoming a lockdown shooter and, and talking about that and working with the Dr. Dish, does it also have to, like you said, also you have to get away from just shooting on the machine, like you said, maybe do a half hour or 10 or 20 minutes a day of just kind of form shooting away from a hoop, then getting on that and, and obviously not just shooting set shots, but getting out there and, you know, you know one dribble pull, two dribble pull, in, you know, in between your legs, actions. All- yeah, I mean, for, for sure, for sure. I mean, and there's no there's no blueprint for every, you know, there's not one singular blueprint for everybody. You know what I mean? Everything's going to be a little bit different. Um, but I think, I mean, with the dish, you're still able to do all the, you, you can still literally do everything that you just said with the dish. Yes. At, you know, if, you, if you wanted to. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's really up to you on how, on how you use it. Um, but you know, the machine alone is not going to make you a good shooter. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you got to put in the work. You yeah, definitely got to exactly. put in the work. I, I, exactly. I do love it. I mean, it, I, I mean, I, I know it's a pretty penny to spend on one. Um, you know, I, I had a, a, a big sit down with my wife and my son, you know, he's 12 going to, he's in this, he's just turned, he just got into the seventh grade yesterday, actually uh, 12 years old, going to be coming that high or junior high, 13 year old age. And I figured if we get it now, he has it all the way through high school and, and this could be a, an effective tool because I yeah. see that he loves the game. Um, you know, he got up, I think 2,400 shots in like four days and wow. man, talk about having confidence. Um, yeah, sure. shoot. Sure. The guy went five for nine in, in a championship game um, over the weekend. I mean, we lost and that's okay, but I mean, the guy hit five, five threes. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome. That's um, what it's all about. Yeah, that's the, funny though. With the mental side, how do you teach that, and how do you preach it? Because I remember the second game on a Saturday, 
he went 0 for 4. And he had told me, I'm 0 for 4 from 3. And I was like, okay, what you need to do is either get to the cup, one. Number two, why don't you do a, a mid-range jumper? Dude, the kid hit three mid-ranges. I was like, but you got to keep shooting. I just tell him, you just got to keep shooting, man. Just keep, <laughs> You got to keep shooting. Like, But I could tell and I could see the wheels turning like he's counting how many misses he has. And I'm like, oh, man, don't don't fall into the mental side. So how do you preach that? If you were going to talk to Elijah, if you were going to talk to my son, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of starts with there's a really interesting book that if anybody is a is a book nerd and I I, I listen to books more than I read them. Me too. I'm in the car so much. But there's yeah. a book called the, the Inner Game of Tennis. Inner Game of Tennis. Okay. Uh, it's a phenomenal book and it's all about the, the basically the mental side of sports. And I've really taken an approach from there in, in regard to trying to have the player understand that if you're able to look objectively at what you're doing and not just cast such harsh judgment on what's going on, but rather kind of step back, take a step back and kind of just observe it. Um, you tend to be able to figure out what you're doing wrong or what you need to do moving forward and not get all bent out of shape about it. And I think that's a big thing with kids. I think kids, kids are so, I mean, you know, from, from early on, we're we're told we're you know kids are celebrated if they get all A's. We're, we're just they're just expected to to do great things all the time. And if they don't, then it's kind of one of these things where well you didn't you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And I think that carries over to sports as well. Um, yeah, I you know they start missing shots and they think oh my worth isn't where where everybody else thinks it's supposed to be, or I don't think I'm I'm living up to what I'm supposed to be. And I, I think that maybe. You know, if they're able to take a step back and just look at it objectively as a game and understand that they can right the ship, um, things will turn around for them. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Now, you you, you play in, you know, college and, and high school and AAU and all that. Um, what, what do you see as an upside of the AAU and what do you see as a downside? Because I do see the downside of one coaches, you know, they hype up certain athletes and maybe athlete A is a five-star athlete right now at, at, you know, I don't, I mean, wherever he's 12 to 15 years old and athlete B is maybe a three-star athlete or maybe a two at the, at the moment, but that doesn't mean his athleticism has hit yet. You know, he, he probably won't peak till he's 16 and in the negative words and encouragement of, Oh, don't shoot that, or or you shouldn't be doing that. And they put handcuffs on kids. I think that's very negative, and and it hurts kids. It and it hurts their psyche. Um, what do you see the ups and downs of of that of club ball yeah. and AAU? I I mean I, I I could imagine. I mean I gotta be completely honest with you, man. I pay no attention to AAU basketball. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm just asking because you're a yeah, shooting I, coach, so you probably see kids that are in the circuit that are coming to yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, I just deal with, you know, with what's in front. I think it, I mean, it's it's great to get exposure. I mean, I think that's the biggest upside of the whole thing is the exposure aspect of it. I think the downside of it is I think there's a lot of people running these organizations that don't really know basketball. And I think that's where, that's where it ends up hurting a lot of, a lot of kids at the end of the day. And, and then obviously, you know, if you're playing that many games in the summertime and then, and, and constantly on the road and all that kind of stuff, you're missing out on some valuable some possible valuable time to, you know, to get better in, in certain aspects that maybe you're lacking. So I think the upside is the upside is the exposure for sure. But the downside is that 
I think the skill development side, especially when it comes to shooting, man, there's, there's not a lot of great shooters. And, uh, and that's a, that's a thing that takes time. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm into that. Um, what do you think? Do, do you rather, I would rather kids play and, and practice and go to parks and recs like how I used to do it when I, when I was growing up, um, playing against like high school kids, grown men that, you know, used to play and they're very gritty still and they love the game and they're very passionate about winning and losing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think you and I probably grew up in a different time where that was, that was the norm. You know what I mean? That's just kind of like what we did. We got off school. We went to the park. We, we didn't get home till 10 o'clock at night. We just played the whole time, but I, th- it's just a different time, man. I think that, I think that stuff is great. I just think that where everything's trending, it's not, it's uh it's kind of trending away from that. But, but I will say I was just at a camp um, or I, I had a clinic. And after I got done with the first session of the high school kids, all those kids walked across the street to the rec center to go play pickup against older guys. That's dope. So Where was this at? It's, it's, it was still a lot. This was in Akron, Ohio. Okay. See, that's cool because to be honest with you here in San Diego, I mean, dude, the weather it's it's picture perfect every day yeah. right yeah so you have a lot of parks you have a lot of different gyms i used to literally have a scheduled map out in my head of where you can go play open runs at night and where you can yep. go play open runs in certain days at a gym and which ones were the best ones with probably a 35 mile radius of me Right. And I just don't see that anymore. Uh, To be honest with you, I see more kids. Well, I went and saw my trainer today. And so I'm good. I'm done. Right. Right. Yeah, man. It's, it's a different, it's a different time. It's funny, man, because you know, I, I'm kind of in a, I guess I'm maybe contradicting myself in a way, but because I, I'm, I'm one of those trainers, although I'm, I'm hyper specific in what I, and what I teach, but, um, it's funny, like we didn't have. I feel like we didn't have trainers. We just played, and now they have trainers, and now they don't play. So there's like, <laughs> yeah, two I, polar opposites of, of what what's going on. No, absolutely, bro. Because I used to, like I said, I bought into the shooting. So I would go home, I would get up my shots, or and then I would go play, or I would come home, do my homework, do whatever I had to do to get to the basketball gym, right, go right. run hoops, and then shoot like late. Like I would get home at like seven, eight o'clock at night and then get up my three or 400 jump shots. Yeah, man. Hey, you don't have to tell me about, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I can't begin to explain how many, how, how many late nights I would stay up shooting, how many early mornings I would get up. It was, it was ridiculous. Right. Like, is, ain't that crazy? Like, I, yeah. I just don't, I just don't see it across the boards anymore. Um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, there's, there's so many more things for kids to do now. You know what I mean? There's 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 so much more pulling pulling at their attention all the time. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I really do. Do you, now? Okay, let me ask you this, because you're like me. You're you're very into fitness. You're up super early, like I am. Right. Okay. Right. So we're both in the fitness realm. We we like lifting weights. Besides just getting up buckets. Um, do you actually preach that to the group of guys or your group that you're with? Because I know for a fact, I take my son to a strength and conditioning coach twice a week and, and he loves it. Like he's already told me several times, 
if I don't make it in basketball, I'm still coming to Alex Johnson. And that's, yeah. that's really cool to hear that. Awesome. That's yeah, that sure. guy has put, I don't know. He did something to my son's heart to where my son believes in him, loves his gym and just has nothing but positive energy when he walks in there. So that's really yeah, cool. That's really, that's really awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I'll preach it if I'm asked about it, but I'm, I'm also, I'm not, not like I, I'm, I'm certified to really give advice on that kind of stuff. So I try to, I, I'm a big believer in only giving advice and what I really know about. Um, but I, you know, I, I believe in it tenfold. I just think it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's so, so valuable. And as a kid, I did not understand the value of it. Like when I was in high school and I wish I did, but. Um, Cause it would have made you a better player. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And absolutely. I, I had three older brothers and that's all they did was lift weights, go run and try to look, they were trying to look like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, of course, when you're, like, 21 and 22 and 18, you're not going to look like that. But they were striving to right. be that fit. So, for me, being younger than them, well, I wanted to be – I wanted to do everything they did. Right. For so, sure. for me, I was – as a young age, I was like, I'm going running. At a young age, I'm going to go lift weights. Like, I just – I did it. I did yeah. it. So, I mean – I guess that's where I saw some success playing the game because I did that so right. much. But right. let's shift gears, man. Let's let's talk a little NBA. Let's talk a okay. little college. Um, what do you think about these Lakers, man? They look really good. Uh, I mean, to me, they look like the best in the league, basically on paper. They'll be. I mean, they'll be interesting, man, for sure. I. I. I, I mean, I'm. I, I'm not out there in LA and I don't know the buzz going on out there, but I, I actually, I still like, I love the Clippers. I love how the Clippers are constructed. Yeah. So I was going to bring that up next because that is my team. They have some dogs on that team, man. I mean, you got, you, you got, you have Kawhi and Paul George who in themselves are, are monsters, just absolute monsters. But then you got guys like Pat Bev and Montrez Harrell. Yes. I mean, that, and I, I, there's not tons of those guys in the league, and you got two of the baddest on the same team. And I, I don't, I, I just, I, I love the way that that whole team's constructed. I love it too. You know, we have obviously we got we got uh, Kawhi and PG. Do you think with the supporting cast that they have, it's obvious? Do you think it's better than Toronto? And do you think they have a chance to win a chip? I'm hoping they do because. We've been sorry ever since I was born. So, you know, I, I think it's I think it's pretty comparable. I think the 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 thing is going to be who's going to be that Pascal Siakam type player. You know what I mean? Like who's going to be that third guy that can really step up? Um, right. I, I think that that's that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah, because you know the you knew what you were getting pretty much out of Kawhi every night, and then you had Kyle Lowry that was doing his thing. Um, but Siakam was just you know. You know, he was that X factor. He was in day in, or you know, every game. So it'll be interesting to see to see who steps up in that role. I mean, you still got Lou Will on that team too. So you Ooh. you have you have some you have some legitimate. Some obviously, it's the NBA. Every player is legitimate, but it's it's a, it's a. I, I really like the way that team is built. Yeah, I do too. Now this year, coming out of the East, I would act, I actually say it's either going to be Milwaukee or Philly. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not obviously. I'm not going to go with Brooklyn with KD being out. Um, right. How do you feel about those two teams since you're in the East? You know, um, yeah, and I'm Philly looks nice, Philly, man. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I really like what they did. Although, I mean, I, I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. I, I okay. just love, I love that guy, man. I think, I think the way he, the way he approaches the game and plays both sides, and he, he's just one of those guys that wins. Like he just finds ways to win, finds ways to will you to will you will you to games. But so part of me is upset that he's gone. I still think that they did a great job. They brought in Al Horford. I think that's going to be a solid pickup. Secured Tobias, secured Ben for for a while too. I, I think they have a solid core, man. It, it will be interesting. And Milwaukee, man, it's going to be tough. I think I think that loss of Brogdon's going to hurt them more than they realized. That that's really going to hurt them because he's such a solid presence, and such a consistent player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that absolutely. Um, I, I like to see them in in the. Uh... In the championship, I, that's a, it, they're, a, they're an exciting team oh, to watch. Fine. I mean, they were there up to the one shot. Yep. You know, they were there. Oh man, yeah, it was. <laughs> they they were there. Yeah, <laughs> it was heart. It was heartbreaking for Philadelphia. Yeah, and you know, and that matchups those those would have been some interesting matchups against the Warriors if if you know if, if the tides would have shifted. So sure. yeah, I like that. What do you think of Zion with uh, with Jordan Brand leaving millions on the table? I love it. I think it's. I mean, I think it's. I think it's one of those things where he was. That's what he wanted, right? As a kid, he he always saw himself doing something like that. So I believe that was the part of the motive behind the decision, right? It was just the the nostalgic part of it for him, where branding and branding and capitalism did its job. And had had its teeth in him since a little kid, and so he left the millions on the table for Jordan Brand. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see in the next couple of years if he if he takes off the way everybody thinks he will. I, I you know, they're they're comparing him a lot to a Charles Barkley. I, you know, if if he can if he not doesn't get hurt and and he's just dunking on everybody, I'm curious to see what his logo jump man would look like <laughs> yeah that's gonna look yeah. raw right like remember the shack yeah. one where he's like holding yeah. on to the rim like i wonder what it's gonna look like it's i'm i don't know he, like, to me i'm like he's gotta be dope um, it's gonna be dope man he's such an interesting player i'm i'm rooting for the kid i hope he does i hope he does amazing things he's he's just so he's very an, an intriguing player and I, I i love his attitude i think he plays his he, he plays so hard you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's one of the things about him is like he really leaves it out there. So it's it's gonna be fun, man. I'm I I, I really hope he does well. Oh, absolutely, I do too. I, I really do. Um, and then you know going into you know college basketball, um, man, I'm telling you these uh, Memphis Tigers, man, with Penny. I think he's I think he's gonna be the next and up and coming uh, Calipari. Yeah, they're making they're making some moves there. I don't know. It'll it'll be it'll be interesting. But there, I, there's 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 a lot there's a lot to be said on what Calipari has been able to do by bringing in those guys and getting them to gel. I think I think he doesn't get enough credit for for how well he does that. Yeah. And I think there's there's an art to that. So that's going to be the thing. You can get the guys, but can you get them to all buy into the program and understand how to play how how to play the way that you you want them to play? Because you just roll the ball out there. I mean going to be tough man there's some great coaches in the ncaa so that's usually not going to work yeah okay yeah i can see that i can see that so um before before we go before we go the handsome one what's a piece (laughs) of advice you would give uh to anybody listening on from the ages let's say from 16 up to 
you know, 24, 25 playing hoops? Man, um, I, I, you know, my, my piece of advice would just be to, to enjoy every moment that you have with it. Um, it may seem like it's going to be there forever, but if you're able to really understand and, and take a, you know, grasp that, you know, time, time isn't always on your side with this game and, and you just give it all you got for these 10 or 12 years that are, that are left that you have playing it, it's going to be great to you. It's going to be great to you. So enjoy it. Have fun with it. It's a game. I know we like to take it all. I know all of us like to take it super serious, but at the end of the day, it is just a game. It should be. I feel like when when you're having fun, you get to play it at your highest level. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. Thank you so much. And uh, man, I gotta get you out here, man. We gotta get you out to to California, San Diego. You gotta we gotta do a shooting clinic out here, and then uh, yeah, I'm take, actually taking an, an hour few, drive up to go see yeah, Jordan. I, I have a few. Uh, I have a few things I'm working on out there in California right now, so I may be out there. I may be out there.